0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Energy Podcast. My name is Trainer Chip Ritchie, joined here as always by my regular co-host Azul Gigi. What's up Azul, how you doing?
1: Doing pretty good, Chip. Excited uh, for this very special Uncommon Energy episode.
0: That's right, and if you are watching on YouTube, you have already seen that we have a special guest this week joining us from Ohio, from Full Grip Games Our good friend, a regional champion, someone who's top eight in multiple regionals. In addition to that, also an international top eight, ninth place at the World Championships in 2015, the owner and host of Tricky Gym with nearly 90,000 subs on YouTube and over 30,000 followers on Twitch, the creator of the Gym Leader Challenge format, our friend Andrew Mahone. What's going on, Andrew? Thanks for joining us, man.
2: What's up, Chip? I don't know if I can live up to that
0: intro, but <laughs> dang.
2: Yeah, I feel like, you know, one of those, you know, you're reading someone's, you know, titles and and stuff, you know, back in the back in the Diz-A, you know, <laughs> like a king or something, you know. Yes, King uh, no has joined us. <laughs> <laughs> like you got reading all my titles first, but no, that that's uh I'm really excited to be here. This podcast has been doing incredible and it's been awesome to watch you guys uh watch you guys grow uh as a duo so it's been awesome and i'm really stoked to be here
0: yeah man i appreciate that we've had a good time doing it so uh i appreciate the kind words we're gonna be sending spending some time this week talking about the gym leader challenge format of course the alternate format that andrew created we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into the episode but real quick let's just recap the weeks how things have been going for all of us azul how's your past week been man
1: uh it was like okay i was sick at the beginning of the week um definitely probably got something from naic i don't know what it was like the post post event flu or whatever it is the pokey bug um and then my ac also broke uh like i have like a specific like i have like an ac unit in my room because it gets so hot in my room with like my computer on my lights on uh and then the central air does not get very good back here in this back part of the house so i have like my own ac unit in the window but it broke this week so i've been like getting it everything together to get another one of those and get that in the installed in the window i finally got that fixed yesterday so i'm gonna be finally back to like creating content and stuff this week so been a little bit of an up and down week but finally back on track
0: Yeah, I had uh, kind of an interesting week as well. Had some like family stuff to tend to earlier on in the week. And then I got to see, went and saw Thor, Love and Thunder, the new Marvel movie. Was not my favorite, not going (laughs) to lie. Reviews online have been pretty mixed. And I would say the reviews are pretty accurate. There was some cool stuff in it, but it was. Definitely not my favorite of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Also, I uh, did should've find seen, out. Uh, What's that?
2: You should have seen, seen Minions, bro.
0: I should have seen Minions. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Misplay. Uh, it, it probably would have been better. That's for sure. <laughs> um, then I did find out on Friday that my wife and I both have COVID, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So we're stuck at home, quarantining it up. I have not been doing too bad. Thankfully, Brooke has been a little bit more sick, you know, she's 32 weeks pregnant in addition to having covid, but she's doing okay all things considered just kind of congested and she's taking it easy on the couch. So, um not too too bad, but uh you know, we're getting through it. What about you Andrew? How's your, how's your past week been? You've got a kind of exciting week coming up, I know.
2: I do. Yes. Things have been uh pretty crazy because I'm getting married next weekend. So, very excited about that. Natalie and I have been Planning our wedding now for just over a year. And the week is finally here. So thrilled about that. It's just going to be, you know, a big party with our families and friends and time to celebrate and really looking forward to that. Also going on vacation for two weeks after that. So I'll get to take a little bit of time off of content creation. This week, just cleaning, you know, we cleaned out our garage. This weekend which was uh you know exciting because it was <laughs> kind of filthy and you know we got to go to the lows and pick out a whole bunch of different uh you know organizational uh things like shelves and all that stuff and you know now it looks nice so that uh, was a big endeavor i'm exhausted but you know it's uh part of owning a home so thankful to be able to do it
0: It is, it is indeed. Okay, so let's just break down exactly what we're going to be going through in the episode this week. Starting things off, we'll talk briefly about our thoughts all on the current meta with the new Pokemon Go set added. I know Andrew has been streaming and playing a lot of the new sets, so we'll get some of his insight as well into his thoughts on where things are at right now. Of course, we're going to talk GLC, the alternate Pokemon TCG format that Andrew was a big part and is the creator of uh, the start of the format. We'll talk about just kind of the processes of the format, how you build a deck and how it has grown over the past year, because I believe this week is actually the uh, one-year anniversary of Gym Leader Challenge, if I'm not mistaken, right, Andrew?
2: It is, yes, I think Thursday. It's been a year since uh, we first streamed Gym Leader Challenge and started promoting it, so really, really stoked about that.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, we will have Guess That Flavor Text, everyone's real favorite part of the podcast, where this week we are actually going to be having our guest, Andrew, guessing the flavor text. So he's going to have an opportunity to see uh, how he stacks up. There is a chance that in just one single guess, he could pass both me (laughs) and Azul in points, since we both, after 17 (laughs) weeks, have... Two points apiece. Um, Okay. Anyway, moving on. And then the last thing we'll do is we'll discuss some of the new cards that were recently revealed coming out in Lost Origin later on this year. Some really cool, uh, interesting cards, Aerodactyl V-Star, and then actually a couple cards that could have an impact on the Gym Leader Challenge format. So what better person to discuss it with than Andrew himself? But all that sound good, guys? You ready to hop into it?
2: Let's do it
1: let's get it so yeah first thing up is uh current meta and i guess like initially now that we have andrew here because we've talked about it the last couple weeks just what do you think i guess you just ask andrew initially what do you think about the pokemon go set as a whole and it's like impact on like current standard i, I think at the end of last standard we knew arceus intelion pocky intelion were the top dogs mew was like right behind them um but what do you think about pokemon go so far with what you have played in it
2: The Pokemon Go set is really cool, actually, for a mini set or a specialty set or, you know, whatever you want to call it. There are a lot of playable cards. I think that the Pokestop Stadium is an incredible new stadium that kind of adds to the sort of turbo engine that was already developing in Standard. We saw decks go for, you know, the kind of... um, trekking shoes style engine, right? Uh, The Palkia V-Star list that won the uh, regional championships in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. And then also the Dialga V-Star list were kind of, uh, you know, using this kind of engine. And now with the Pokestop Stadium card, you've got another turbo trainer to help you just churn through your deck. And I think it's a great card because it's a draw card, right? It's a draw card that allows you to just turn through resources, but it doesn't require that you pull that you put a liability into play. So it is really good for single prize decks and decks that wants to, I think, have more control over the liabilities that they put into play, like the Lunatone Soul Rock deck, which I love. I think that deck is a ton of fun. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's just been a huge breath of fresh air to be able to, you know, pilot a deck like that that doesn't have to have uh, Pokemon V in play or anything like that, uh, that can just be snappy, fast, and aggressive. Reminds me a little bit of Night March in a way. The power level isn't the same, you know, uh, relative to its respective era, but it can attack on the first turn of the game which is really big for a single prize deck because a lot of single prize decks are not attacking on the first turn of the game. But I feel like the Lunatone Solrock deck can consistently, you know, do 120 damage on the first turn of the game going second, which is not insignificant if you're swinging into a Pokemon V or you're taking a a Sobble knockout or something like that. Uh, That's where the single prize decks really want to be right now. So the deck... Feels really cool to play. Uh, I've definitely been enjoying my time with it. I think that there are a lot of really cool stage two Pokemon. All right, primarily there's the uh uh the Blastoise and the Charizard, right? So yeah. both of those are those pretty are cool. neat. The Blastoise accelerates six energy into play straight from the deck. It ends your turn, you know, ending your turn in standard is a uh, yeah, I mean, that's tough, you know, with a stage two. <laughs> but of course, there are you know there's like arita to get the blastoise into play arita can just go get the blastoise rare candy which is pretty neat Yep. and i think that the blastoise kind of inspires creative deck building you know will any of the decks that blastoise is featured in be tier one decks i don't think so unless there's some sort of like crazy concoction that you know can really take advantage of having you know a lot of energy in play, and then can somehow, you know, get around the fact that you're ending your turn. Cross Switchers are kind of a nuisance for these kinds of Blastoise decks that rely on diancy to make sure that your guys aren't getting gusted, your energy's not getting gusted. And Cross Switcher is a really good card right now, so I think that the Blastoise decks and the Charizard decks won't be those upper tier decks in uh, in Standard, but they are fun cards that have been really cool to mess around with and build new decks with and then uh as far as the new radiant pokemon go i think that radiant blastoise radiant charizard and radiant venusaur sorry radiant eevee i don't necessarily (laughs) know that there's like uh you know a great use for that card (laughs) uh but the venusaur the blastoise and the charizard are all really cool the charizard is just a deck by itself you could just you know, pair that with Intellion, and then you've got a single prize deck that can just do 280 damage almost every turn after your opponent takes a prize card using Raihan and Twin Energies and things like that to power it up in the early game. And then, you know, for the last two prizes, it's doing 250 damage for just one fire energy. So that's kind of neat. And then the Venusaur is really neat for single prize decks, being able to fill your hand to four after your turn ends. I think that that's just a super cool draw engine for... Again, decks that don't want to have multi-prize Pokemon in play, which is one of the reasons I think this set is so good for single-prize decks. And then the Blastoise, you know, being able to add on to the, uh, you know, the sniping potential of the Intellion decks with the Rapid Strike Intellion, I think is really powerful also. So, interested to see how these guys mix up the metagame, and I think that the set is really strong for a mini-set.
0: Yeah, definitely. When you think about it in the scope of other mini sets we've had in the past, on paper, it definitely seems like it's going to have quite a bit bigger impact than something like, you know, Shining Fates or even like, you know, yeah Hidden Fates. Shining Legends obviously gave us Zork GX, so it's going to be hard for any mini set to ever top that, but, <laughs> you know, um, it is definitely... Seemed very solid on paper thus far, but then the thing is, whenever we look at tournament results, we're about a week into the format now, and we look at online tournaments, which is kind of the main way people are playing um, cards these days, it's not really seemed like there has been much of an impact, it's like we see a couple of the Lunatone Solrock deck in top 8, you see the Magikarp deck actually making top 8 at a couple of these online events, but not really anything from Mewtwo V-Star. Not really anything from Charizard, the Radiant Charizard, which I think that card will definitely be played like alongside Arceus, probably, or just like a Charizard Intellion deck to some success once like actual tournaments and stuff start happening again in the fall, or like maybe even at the World Championships, because um, Charizard is just a little too good, I think. But yeah, for now, <laughs> it's pr- pretty much why I guess starting with Azul, we can ask like, why is that that people aren't are people just like not experimenting enough with these cards or people just kind of stuck on playing their palkia decks their arceus antelions why is that um i mean
1: i think mewtwo probably is reshiram 2.0 um <laughs> like i think it actually like maybe not quite as bad as reshiram but it's it's i think it just kind of fits that it's it falls in the reshiram category and then yeah i mean the the one prize decks are like cool i think that's like the, like for the gyarados and the Lunatone. those are just like decks that people enjoy playing like the Lunatone deck has gotten an absurd amount of hate on twitter for like really no has, reason yeah. for no like, reason it's, it's, it's such so a fun strange. deck to yeah. play it's super cheap which is not a bad thing uh it's just a ton of fun to play like i really enjoy playing the deck andrew you were mentioning how much you like it playing the deck like the deck is just oh, a ton yeah. it's just so enjoyable and this because it's just so different than and we haven't had like a one price deck like this that has felt Maybe just this competitive in a while. Um yeah. as far as something that's like not like an Inteleon baby Moltres box deck. Like something that's just a straight yeah. one prizers, just go, go, go. Uh the Gyarados was a little bit more underwhelming than I thought it would be. Um, uh, but once again, it's still one of those decks that's like new different one prizer people like just playing those kind of decks. I think Charizard definitely is just a ton of untapped potential. I would not be surprised, like. You know, if not before Worlds, after Worlds, it's going to be, you know, in the top four most played decks. Some kind of Charizard, like straight Charizard deck or Charizard index. Like that card's too good, I think just people haven't figured it out yet. So, But we're kind of waiting on that one to just kind of be unlocked. And then, yeah, I guess the, the Mewtwo just kind of is not great. And then we're starting to see Blastoise finally make the rounds in Urshifu decks. People are like going, you know, big Yogaloo meta-cham plays. I know Jake Gearhart's a huge fan of the Blastoise with the Raptor Strike Urshifu. So, um, they've been putting a ton of time to that. We've been seeing more and more people kind of pick up on that as well. The Blastoise actually. And I think there's like a lot more room with Blastoise plus Metacham just seems like a crazy combo. So, what do you think, Andrew? Where do you think uh, the uh, the Pokemon Go cards will
2: impact the meta from here, you know, moving forward? Yeah, I think that the biggest, the biggest thing out of the Pokemon Go set is the single prizers, you know, the Lunatone, Soul Rock, the Charizard and the Pokestop Stadium, the ability to, uh, you know, the strength that's being added to these single prize decks and the single prize archetypes. I mean, we saw the Gigas box deck was okay. Um, you know, I, I think it was a little bit too gimmicky for my tastes, a little bit too inconsistent. There were things that just constantly went wrong when piloting that deck. I felt the same way about the Rapid Strike Malamar deck, I loathed that deck. It was just another <laughs> Intellian deck at the end of the day, which, you know, I, at this point, am quite tired of the Intellian engine. I think Same, it's, yeah. I, it's played out, bro. Like, I'm so sick of it. Well, we're and, not losing
0: it anytime soon, so uh, buckle yeah, in.
2: <laughs> which is one of the reasons I'm so thrilled to just be able to play a deck that's refreshing and different, like the Lunatone Soul Rock deck. And your resource management in that deck is important. You know, each of your scoop up nets mm-hmm. is kind of like a, you know, it's like a plus power. It feels like an electro yeah, power yeah. or you know, uh, power tablet or something mm-hmm. like that. As you know, each of them can be used to, uh, you know, to boost your damage output. Yeah. Similar to the the Reggie uh, the Reggie Gigas deck, I mean, your scoop up nets are like a very valuable resource in that deck too. So it's fun to just experience the game in a different kind of way. As far as the metagame goes, how much is the Pokemon Go set going to impact the metagame for the World Championships? Arceus and, and Palkia are just broken, dude. They're like some of the most broken cards that have ever been printed in the Pokemon TCG. They're consistent, powerful. They can destroy a board position on the second turn of the game going first. Like, yeah. You know, with Arceus, you can literally play it however you want. And I agree with Chip. You might You might start to see, you know, Radiant Charizard in an arceus deck uh what kind of radiant pokemon were arceus decks using up until this point Yeah, you know, like none right yeah, yeah. right no <laughs> so, yeah so like uh how about a you know a one energy attacker with what 150 hit points or something you know yeah. uh that for the last two prizes of the game can one hit ko any v-star pretty good yeah so yeah. i think that's I think that that card certainly has untapped potential and is something that we'll see pop up most definitely. And then the Lunatone Soul Rock deck—you uh, know—is it—is it like a you know tournament uh, viable deck? Is it a tournament winning deck? Um, you know, I I don't even care to pick it apart like that. I just like it so much. So whatever, dude, it's good enough. It's good enough to play. It's good enough to do okay. Sometimes you said it's gotten some top eights yeah it's it's pretty good i think it's the best single prize deck out right now and i don't think it's close so
1: all right all right all right yeah so yeah palkia anarchist still been super dominant um and then i guess like the other deck that has stuck around to be um a oh i think we got a little bit of an echo going through your uh through your mic now Andrew. i think we're good Oh, is it good? Yeah, okay, I thought I heard a little echo. Yep. Alright, uh, so, yeah, Palkia and Arceus still, uh, you know, the most dominant decks for sure it seems like. Um, and then it seems like Mew is finally not completely disappeared, but he's, like, not there as much anymore. Um, and we've got Mewtwo uh, Union is, like, maybe the other deck that is, like, I feel like comparing to, like, NAIC, like, the other deck that has kind of stuck around um, more so than pretty much anything else. Um, but what is like the third deck then you think like if, if arceus let's just call it variants because there's so much i mean yeah. arceus Inteleon's is the most popular and then probably arceus b barrel second most popular um and then but there's so much of stuff under that so arceus variants palkia Teleon, because we haven't seen the turbo version really make a comeback in a little while so like what is the is Mew still the third most popular deck do you guys think or do you think that there's something else that can fill that slot or is it kind of like a you know a rotating door depending on what else is popular in the meta
0: just as far as numbers go, Mew is still the most played deck from this format. Um, I think like, as if we look at the, if we're looking at the format as a whole, it's Mew. But if we look at maybe the past three weeks of the format, it would be Palkia, you know? Um, I still think like, as far as numbers go, Mew is very heavily played and it is still, you know, doing fine, but it's kind of wild to look at how powerful that deck was for the past six months and then see, I mean, just maybe a testament to the strength of Palkia and Arceus, like Andrew was saying, uh, that it has been able to be pushed out by two prize Pokemon, right? Yeah, I think the uh, this past year has been kind of
2: insane to experience from a card design standpoint you've got mu v max the most dominant archetype like ever you know released almost a year ago and then arceus v star you know one of the most dominant cards ever printed you know coming right after that you can pair it with anything and then palkia v star (laughs) coming out which is like you know maybe even uh stronger on the same power level as arceus it's just like they keep upping the ante, upping the ante, you know? And where does it go? You know, we've seen that, you know, there's this drape young card that can just instantly decimate a Mew for like, yeah. you know, what? One energy or something? Or like yeah. zero energy or something? Zero uh, energy. Literally, <laughs> zero, literally zero energy, even if an oracorio is in play. Like, uh, the card design has been wild uh, to see. It certainly seems like they're trying to, you know, just continually print the new best deck every time they release a set and uh yeah it's it's been it's been something yeah the drapeon almost feels like it's like a it's like a safety net for next
1: format for like after world it's like okay we wanted mu to be good from here to here and now we're adding (laughs) drapeon so mu is not good it's like it's almost like this is when we want (laughs) mu to be good and now we don't want mu to be good so we release the the drapeon v is what it feels like a little bit because it's not going to be it's not coming out until after worlds right that comes out the the set after worlds so yeah Yeah, Um, oh yeah we don't have a set for worlds yeah so we does does it come out in the next set or the set after the next set i don't even know
0: i mean we don't know exactly because stuff gets a little wonky with our english sets compared because japan has like our english sets are like a combination of three to four japanese sets usually Um, yeah so it would probably be in lost origin our next set (laughs) but we don't know for sure Because that's already going to be crammed full of all the, uh, you know, the Giratina stuff that we talked about last week and um, all that. So we don't really exactly know. But speaking of kind of Japan and, you know, their card releases and their card reveals, they did another card reveal of a reprint card. We talked about this a few months ago whenever it happened. Uh, They posted that there was going to be a new reprint card, got everyone talking about it, got everyone excited Um, last time it was an item card and then the reveal came out and happened and the reprint was energy lotto which is a fine card but you know probably not worth its own youtube video (laughs) it's probably just worth you know seeing it (laughs) pop up on the website but they made a big thing out of it it's like this card's coming back and so once again just this past week they did the same thing japan said that there was going to be a new reprint <laughs> supporter card this time, coming back into the game for the first time. People started speculating. People were like, oh, it's going to be delinquent reprint. That was a popular one I saw getting thrown around <laughs> because there was like an Amoongus that came out that had to do with getting discarded from the hand, right? And so people were like, right. oh, this makes sense. And, uh, and then other people were like, oh, give us Cynthia back. Give us In back. That's kind of always the popular one. Everyone wants In to come back. Um, and the card was announced, it was revealed, and the reveal was Lady, which was a supporter card that I don't think was ever actually played in a competitive deck. Not that I can ever remember. It just searches your deck for four energy cards. It's not the worst effect on a supporter. It is like a pretty unique effect, but it's just never been the type of thing that's ever worth using your one supporter for turn four. It's, so w- what's going on? It's explicitly,
2: it's better than... <laughs> then silent and uh clement
0: <laughs> yes these other cards <laughs> explicitly an
2: upgrade on deck, those yeah. and you know what i did play silent uh to some success back in the day in uh early blastoise caldeo ex decks yeah uh, when they first when they had black keram ex in it
1: mm-hmm.
2: um yeah i mean you used to play silent in that deck you could use jirachi ex stellar guidance you know, go get silent. And then there's your black caram right there. Right. But yeah, that's the, I mean, I'm reaching right now. And that's the only time <laughs> that's, the, that's the only time I've ever used a card like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, and so it's like, it, it's like a fine effect on a supporter. It's like, it could pop up and be like, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point someone found a use for this as a one of, especially, you know, you're talking about Jirachi X, we do have Luminion in the format, so it's easy enough to find the one of for a key time, I don't really see the use for it right now, but I kind of, I think kind of just the whole point is like, why are we hyping this up? You know, why is this worth making a YouTube video for, getting people talking about? If we're just gonna give us <laughs> like, this would be cool, and then the the reveal was like Colrus or you know, just some yeah. like really good card that would get everyone super hype. It feels kind of silly to do all this like excited, look forward to this reprint, and then it's just a uh, tier seven uh like supporter card right (laughs) yeah i don't know what
1: the and i guess maybe they came up this is the this is the second time that they've ever only done something like this right it was like energy lotto and then this right they've never done this before so i guess they just like had the idea of doing this but then they didn't have like i'm sure they would have loved to have paired this with boss's (laughs) orders right but they were like we don't have any good cards we're reprinting right now they could have done it with Rare candy though right
0: yeah, they could have done it with Rare Candy, but honestly, I'd almost argue that like we're more likely to see Lady be played in a deck than Rare Candy right now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes, dude.
1: I mean there was a, the people who
0: played in their pocket Leon.
1: <laughs> He's not so, yeah. wrong, bro. I think they just had the idea of this, and it's like a good idea. The reveal videos are oh, yes. it's a super good idea. I actually like I wish and it's really hard to do because the cards come out of Japan, but I don't know if either of you follow Hearthstone at all, but they give content creators cards to to reveal uh in hearthstone so that'd be like something super cool um of course you'd have to like link up the content creators you know with the players in japan but there's like japanese content creators that could even be the ones doing it you know if they don't reach out to the ones in you know outside of japan that would even be fine Mm -hmm. um you know i I think like shintaro and stuff makes content so like if shintaro on their youtube channel was like releasing you know leaking a new pokemon card coming out that'd be super sick that's what they do in hearthstone they give content creators cards to leak that's the first time people see the cards is through the content creators so um but so like something like this is still a good idea, but yeah, this mean, I guess like they they had the idea and they just didn't want to wait until they were actually reprinting cool cards something or cool, good yeah. cards. And they were just like, we this we really like this idea. We really want to make these videos and leak that like our cards being reprinted. It's like what do we got? We got Energy Lotta. What else we got? We got It's Like, but the idea is so good, I want to do it. Like they just want to do it, so then they just, like pushed it out, you know, instead of waiting until they actually had the good cool cards
2: being reprinted. It's interesting because it's like, yeah, it feels like a sketch of an idea. It's like an idea they have and they're like kind of testing the waters to see, you know, how the execution (laughs) works. But it's such a terrible idea to try this with bad cards because then you're going to create this kind of like uh, this expectation that. It's always going to be a flop or something, you know, or, you know, with the community or the community being like, what's well, why are you doing this?
0: But maybe <laughs> yeah. they're just kind of like stringing us along a little bit and lulling us into a sense <laughs> of like this card is, you know, it's not going to be anything to worry about. And then the next time they do one, it's going to be versus seeker or like trainers mail, like some big time, like super playable card, um, you know, maybe. And and it's kind of like to what you were saying as well, like something they've had planned. And it's like this is just the cards that have fallen thus far. But it's going to be really cool if they do this. What's going to be annoying is if they do reprint a super powerful card and then they don't hype it up in any way, shape, or form. It's just like it comes out on the website. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're reprinting versus Seeker, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they definitely should, like, use this more in the future. And hopefully – I mean, they will. They will reprint really powerful cards at some point in the future. It has to come around to that. There's only so many good enough ideas you can have in the card game, right, to come up with each format, each set, so – um yeah hopefully they keep doing it and don't because like the amount of people that i saw being like no it's just going to be a bad card because af- for the for the lady one after the energy lot it was pretty high actually a lot of people were just like nope it's going to be bad they're just yep. hating and then us, they were like, right
0: yep. yeah and then they were right <laughs> my guess was psychic's third eye that's what i thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah i mean that's just kind of you know everyone kind of knew what to expect for this one and so we'll see what happens yeah. in the future with this kind of uh, method but i hopefully think it is time don't stop doing it for- yeah I think it's time for us to move on now to the beef, the main, the meat of this episode, and that is Gym Leader Challenge, a format that Azul and I have both had a ton of fun playing. We've both uh, played in tournaments in this format. It's a blast. It's kind of become one of my favorite ways to play the Pokemon trading card game. And Andrew, of course, is the creator, the starter of the Gym Leader Challenge format. So just to kick us off, Andrew, why don't you just introduce the format to someone like, you know, any of our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about. What is GLC? What is Gym Leader Challenge? Where did this idea come from and what does a GLC deck look like?
2: Yeah. Gym Leader Challenge is a fan made format. I mean, it was created by me and has been promoted through my channel, Tricky Jim, for the last year now. And uh, the closest point of comparison is Commander format with Magic the Gathering, which was also a fan-made format. I believe Commander was created by some judges, right? This was just a way that they liked to play the game, and it spread, and now it's officially endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, and they create products for it and all of that. So similar to Commander format, Gym Leader Challenge is a singleton format. So you can only play one of each card with the same name, except for basic energy in your deck. And you can use any card from black and white through the most recent set. So any card basically since 2011. At this point, we're working with over 10 years of cards. Now, the format's called Gym Leader Challenge format. So like a Gym Leader... When you're building your deck, you're going to pick your favorite type of Pokemon or whatever type of Pokemon you're feeling inspired to create a deck around, whether it's Darkness Pokemon, Fire-type Pokemon, Lightning Pokemon, Water Pokemon. And you can only use that type of Pokemon in your deck, like a Gym Leader might, right? When you go and you battle, you know, Misty. Misty's got a Water Pokemon. You know, when you go and you battle Brock. Brock's got all, you know, Rock Pokemon or whatever. You know, that kind of idea. And then the final rule is that there are no rule box Pokemon allowed in your deck. So no Pokemon V, no Pokemon V-Star, no Pokemon Prism, Radiant Pokemon, any Pokemon that has a rule box on it, it's not legal for play. And what this does is it really evens the playing field. We were joking earlier. I mean, yeah, Chip, you said you're more likely to see Lady in a deck than Rare Candy. Um, And what that does is it makes it so that Gym Leader Challenge is a distinctly different pace and a different format than standard or expanded because there is lots of evolving going on and you might see a board position with two different stage twos in it, a couple of stage ones and a couple of basics really diversifies the different types of Pokemon you have in play. There are stage two attackers, there are stage one support Pokemon, you know, there are stage one attackers. There are stage two support Pokemon. They're basic attackers, basic support Pokemon. There's like the whole, uh, basically the whole gamut. You know, any kind of Pokemon that has been released in the last 10 years, you might see in a gym leader challenge deck. The limitations are what make the format fun. It feels in some ways like you were playing a cube deck or a deck that you may have drafted from, uh, you know, from a pool of cards with some friends to play. But the difference is that you get to completely curate your deck out of any of the legal cards um, over the course of the last ten years, and what players are finding is that they get to play a lot of cards that they might not get to play or utilize in standard format or expanded format. Uh, a lot of players get to use some of their favorite cards or pick their favorite type, and each type in a gym leader in gym leader challenge format really has its own personality. The metal decks are very tanky, and the Pokemon are difficult to knock out the Lightning decks are really low to the ground. Not a lot of hit points, but they can attack quickly and and powerfully. And the water decks are, you know, a lot to set up. But once you start raining that energy into play, your Pokemon can do a ton of damage. So each deck kind of has its own own flavor. And uh, a lot of players really connect with that and get into their deck. Now, how the format came to be? Uh, Basically, about a year ago, we're in the middle of the summer and we were in the middle of the pandemic and we were in the middle of Arceus Dialga and Palkia GX dominated <laughs> format right so it was kind of like the perfect storm of like a pretty bad format with no world championships or regional championships or anything like that to look forward to there were players cups happening uh, which Azul won one <laughs> But like, outside of that, I was like, not even amped up for the players cups. I played whimsicott GX <laughs> for <laughs> for day two, or for like, you know, I qualified for that players cup mm-hmm. in the ADP format, the one that is Azul one I was pretty sure is the one was a one I played whimsicott GX Porygon Z uh, for that because I was just like goofing around. I didn't really care, right? I was just trying to have fun. And I was having a hard time staying motivated and, and having fun uh, with the state of the game and, and the power creep and the pace of the game. And, you know, was kind of pulling my hair out just trying to find stuff to do. Because, I mean, I stream every weekday, right? I mean, we're streaming for five to six hours, five days a week. You know, if I'm not loving standard format, that's going to become very evident right i feel like there was only so much standard format to play during those times right it was like your adp your lucario melmetal uh you know uh, and then like you know urshifu <laughs> came out and you know picaram urshifu it's just like i was kind of i was kind of over it i've had the format i had definitely felt like i'd played out so so we were looking for something fun to do and during those players cups i actually commentated one of the players cups i believe it was Players Club three or four. I don't know. I commentated one of them. And during the commentating, the Pokemon company, you know, had the casters do these kind of like, uh, you know, caster duels or whatever, right? Where they would record us playing funny format games against each other. And one of the matches that, uh, that I commentated over was a caster duel taking place in a uh a gym leader format right uh that they had kind of just made up and it was expanded formats but you could only play one type of pokemon in your deck right so both of the casters independently of one another built dragapult g uh dragapult v max garbador decks
0: <laughs> yeah that <laughs> was me and ethan right <laughs> it was
2: you and ethan yeah it yes. was literally you and ethan right yeah. and you both played dragapult v max with garbador you know because it was broken you could play tapu lele Uh, you know, you you could play all these good psychic Pokemon in your deck and like, yeah, it was like a cheeky idea. Is it like a, a real format that has like depth? No, you know, uh, because it, uh, you know, some of the card combinations were, were just too strong. So after commentating over that, I was like, you know, maybe making some sort of modified limited Pokemon format could be fun. I really wanted to try out a no VMAX, no V format, no GX, you know, a single prize format. And then, you know, Magic the Gathering's commander format, it's a singleton format, so I was like, what if we took, you know, a single prize format, made it singleton, and put the gym leader rule on it? Would that be enough limitations, you know, on your deck to make playing Pokemon fun again, basically? was like the question that I had because I was not having fun playing Standard. I just probably for a long time at that point was not having a great time. You know, every once in a while, I'd find a silly deck that I clicked with and, you know, it'd be funny to make the video, but I was running out of steam for sure. So I posed the question to my Discord about a year ago, you know, anybody want to play a game against me using my funny made up format, you know, and I got some games in. With some members of the Discord, and I had a lot of fun. Just the first night, had a great time, you know. And the decks were terrible, <laughs> but, but like creativity was flowing, and a lot of the and a lot of the games came down to the wire, really close. So the next day on stream, I posed the question instead of just to the Discord to the whole you know Twitch chat, and was like, anybody want to you know make a deck? This is something that I'm trying. I don't know if it's going to work or not, um, but, you know, let's just see where this goes. And basically, that stream was a way for everybody to kind of witness this different way of playing Pokemon cards. And we had some incredible games. I mean, games that were so close and so thought provoking, the likes of which we hadn't seen in standard, you know, for a long time, right? Because I mean standards just ADP, Ma Wild GX, bring that thing down. I'm gonna knock it out. Take three prizes. <laughs> right. Like that boss. kind of yeah, bosses or that kind of thing, right? So like the pace of the game was so much so refreshing, right? That you would have a couple turns to set up your strategy. And the one thing that I say about Gym Leader Challenge, and part of what makes it from from like a a game theory standpoint is that. Gym leader in gym leader challenge it is more fun to lose a game in gym leader challenge than it is to lose a game in standard because you have more chance to execute your strategy and there's more chances for comeback so you know when you lose a game in gym leader challenge more often than not you know you can you could say good game and you probably genuinely mean it right it was like a g- good game and you're like uh you're wanting to come back and play again. You have that spark, right? That spark to want to come back and play again because it was a good game, even if you lost and you're already thinking about, you know, the possibilities for being able to maybe alter your deck, change a card or two, and go forward and tackle that next game. So uh, it's been, yeah, it's been going now for a year. It's come a long way and it's crazy. Uh, We released a video on the format, I think the day after that stream. So Gym Leader Challenge was created in like three days.
0: Yeah, and that video was released, I looked, before we started recording, July 15th of 2021. So, yeah, right at a year now this week of the format. And it has (laughs) been uh, quite a journey, right, for the format. Um, Over the past year, it started from something you did with your community, and then it grew into people hosting online tournaments with it. You started hosting tournaments with it alongside the Full Grip Games 1Ks that were popping up with every set release, uh, now it's started to be played all over the world. I know you've told me about, you know, posts and messages you get from people playing it in Europe, in South America, in Japan, even just all over the world. Um, and now even we've seen it as side events at major Pokemon tournaments, the last couple of regional championships and the North American International Championships. There were multiple side events for Gym Leader Challenge, most of them getting close to 100 players in, uh, in the pool for each of them, right? In D- yeah, EIC as the, well, right? There was yeah, you the EIC, EIC as well, Yeah,
2: yes. There were side events at the European International Championships. There was uh, side events at the regional championships at Indianapolis. Uh, the side event had over ninety players at the North American International Championships. Uh, I think both flights on Saturday had over a hundred players. So yeah, yeah. I mean the it, the.
1: The, the show, uh, two enthusiasm's
2: turn- been insane.
1: What's over up? 100 players at uh, what's it called NAC? Yeah, two I know you were that busy you winning, uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, there were over a, over 100 players in each of Saturday's flights.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! All right, that's yeah, that that is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's grown a ton.
2: And uh,
1: I guess I mean, one question I want to ask you, like, is like not like what you want from the format, but like, where do you think it can go? Like, like, where do you, I guess I don't know what to say. Like, where, where, how big do you think GLC can get? Like, we're at this point now, it's being recognized as a format that like organizers are bringing to their side events. And even at the ICs as well, which I think it's like a bigger step past a regional, right? That the fact that they're, they're being, and you're getting a lot of players in them. And it's, it seems like it's only going to grow from here, but like, yeah, where do you, how how big do you
2: want? How big do you think it can get? And like, what would be your, your dream goal for it? It's a really interesting question because, you know, like in one sense, I don't know. <laughs> it's just <kinda> going <laughs> how big can it get? Well, how big is Magic the Gathering's commander format compared to their standard or modern formats? I don't know. I think it's pretty big. <laughs> I know a lot of people play it. I think it's, isn't
0: it bigger? Isn't it more popular is than their the one, standard format?
2: It's the most popular way to play most Magic the Gathering. Yeah. It's the most okay. popular, by, by far, actually. So, yeah. So, like, you know, your Magic the Gathering standard and modern formats are for your, like, you know, it's for the sweaty tournament grinders, but then everybody else plays Commander, right? Uh, and there's a lot of, they call it kitchen table magic, right? I mean, that's where magic lives and and breathes and exists, right? Is on the kitchen table. It's... And that kitchen table experience is, you know, largely a commander experience. So it is, uh, it's by far the most popular way to play Magic. And I, you know, I, I think that that is the potential for Gym Leader Challenge. Gym Leader Challenge could be the most popular way to play Pokemon cards. I think that if we look at, you know, if we look at standard and expanded format, those are the two supported formats in the Pokemon TCG, right? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, what what's up with the Expanded right now? Who now what knows? do you guys? Think? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pose a question to you guys. The interviewer <laughs> is the, is now the interviewee. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of Expanded format?
0: I, I mean, I've extensively.
1: That... Oh, go ahead, Chip. Go ahead. I
0: was just gonna say, I think that before, if the plan is for Expanded to return for regionals this coming season, I think it definitely needs a look at as far as. The legal cards for the format right now, because there's a lot of, you know, that after this new set with the Dialga V-Star and people were playing in the expanded events with their Electro GX Dialga V-Star Garchomp Tina deck and just winning the game on turn two. (laughs) Like that just should never happen. And, you know, maybe if expanded tournaments were happening, they would address it a little more quickly. The fact that they haven't, I don't know, it makes me wonder what their plans are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've like extensively. I've hated expanded for a while now. Um, me too, man. <laughs> even like while when it was still like you know being played at regionals, I was still like, this is just like so dumb. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, I mean, um, I I know. Yeah, for sure.
1: I, I know. I mean, I... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, I would say. I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they would need to ban a lot for me to even consider wanting to play in an expanded regional. But even then, like if I could get the opportunity to just like cast every expanded regional next season and then play in all the standard ones, that would be like the dream for me would be to like, not, not play in any of the expanded regionals. If I could, if they, if they need an extra caster to come to some of the expanded regionals and cast, I would love the opportunity and then just like play in all the standard regionals next season. And I see, so Um, I think it's cool to have two formats. Like I think there, it adds depth, but only to the point where it's actually competitive and accessible to, you know, enough like the general the general player
2: base right so i think that i mean expanded format is is kind of like a lost format in my mind i feel like the the card design just no longer the modern card design no longer makes sense with an expanded card pool it did for a while i would argue that expanded kind of was at its prime some at some point during the sun and moon era, probably Early before tag moon, teams. Yeah. yeah. Before tag teams came out, mm-hmm. I'd say like expanded mm-hmm. format was kind of like, you know, maybe starting to reach a point where it was a little bit too broken, you know, right around 2018, but was still fun. Um, You know, and then there was obviously all the degenerate control stuff, which was like, you know, kind of running expanded for a while. I liked that expanded format rewarded the deck builders and rewarded uh people who had experience with the card pool Mm -hmm. i felt that in the 2020 season before covid i you know me and my buddies built the and Lowland executor deck you know uh was able to finish top 16 at that richmond regional championships with that surprise deck jw won michael zealy got top eight brady got top 32 you know so we were able to just build a you know a secret rogue deck and just you know, and just plop it on the to- an uns- unsuspecting field, right? Because there just wasn't a lot of information out there for expanded format. There wasn't a lot of, you know, I, people don't play it as much as standard. So you could just, you know, you could just make a call and just run it, you know, uh, you just, if, you, if you made the right call. And then at Collinsville, you know, I think we saw that was the last expanded regional to occur. I think it might be the last expanded regional to ever happen if i if i'm making my prediction i think it'll be the last expanded regional ever and it was a bunch of degenerate handlock decks i mean what justin bakari won with the you know trev and dustnor the melodic to blow itself up you eliminate your opponent's hand there was a bunch of doll stall decks i know because i lost to one in top <laughs> eight played
0: it as well at that tournament right as yeah yeah,
2: yeah. I was the only proper attacking deck, you know, in top eight of that regional championship with my Snorlax Max deck, which could do 300 damage on the second turn of the game. And, you know, <laughs> it was just it, in in my top eight match, um, I was dead drawing game three. I was very confident that I was going to be able to win, but I was dead drawing game three. And, you know, time was going to be called in like five minutes, but I was dead drawing. And by the time that, I actually got an attacker going in game three. My opponent was able to establish a board where they AZ'd up all of their prize-giving Pokemon and had a board with four dolls. (laughs) 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 So it's like a a game goes to time and there's no way to take a prize. (laughs) There was nothing in their discard pile. There was no way I could do anything. So I, you know what I mean? It's just like, so we're sitting there. Obviously it it went way past, you know, uh, turn three of time but that's just how degenerate it was right i mean there just was so yeah it's i think it's just a format that doesn't make sense with the card design anymore all the pokemon that are being printed now are the most pro are the most broken pokemon to ever exist do the v stars compete adequately with pokemon ex no it's not even close you know and i think that uh you know so you just have all the most broken items with all the most broken new pokemon and the resulting formats, not a great one in my mind. So with that being said, uh, the reason why I was going down that rabbit hole is because I think that it's really important to have multiple ways to enjoy the Pokemon trading card game. Even if I'm not in love with the way that standard is going right now, standard is what standard is and it's, it's fine. I think it's a fine format, you know? Is it my favorite way to play Pokemon cards? No, it's not in it's not my top three favorite ways to play Pokemon cards probably like my fourth or fifth but it's <laughs> it's fine it's still a way to enjoy the game and that's cool um I prefer more limited formats I've always loved cube drafting I've always loved drafting uh that's one thing that it's the only reason I play Magic the Gathering is so I could go draft right I only you know I learned how to play magic so that I could draft with buddies because drafting is fun creating a deck on the fly you know playing like that drafting is not as you know accessible in the pokemon tcg as it is in magic the gathering because the game uh the way the game design is just with the evolution rules and stuff drafting doesn't make as much sense so
0: we've got the uh find- the, like build and battle kits that would be like the closest thing yeah. and those come with a 40 card deck in them now so <laughs> which and if
2: you end up you know if you end up opening those packs you end up usually just playing the 40 card deck it's
0: like you open <laughs> up if you get like a ultra rare you like put the ultra rare with the constructed deck right and that's yeah that's it
2: right and it's so it's not great uh the limited formats that have been produced by the pokemon company they're fine they're serviceable but like it's just there's not too much you can do with it so you know and then cubes are obviously a ton of fun but like the most inaccessible way to play the pokemon tcg Definitely. You got to have eight people together in a room. You got to have a ton of time, you know, to devote to it. You got to have a collection of cards that in some ways, you know, depending on the cube, you could have a really cheap cube, but some cubes run up, you know, $1,000, $2,000, right? Uh, Depending on the size of the cube and the rarity of the cards included. So cubing, fun, very inaccessible. It's never going to be the most popular way to play the Pokemon TCG. So, Gym Leader Challenge for me is a way t- for players to experience that kind of limited deck building, that uh, limited uh, you know deck design and gameplay aspect that you might get from a Cube experience. But it's a way for everybody to be able to experience that, and for two people to be able to have uh, you know a fun limited game um, who may have never met you know, but so long as they both understand the rules of gym leader challenge, they can both build their own decks, and then enjoy that game and the complex strategies that come with a limited card pool uh, with a large, you know, a large window of legality, but like limitations on deck building that make you know, the games really nuanced and interesting and fun. So in my mind, gym leader challenge is really important. I feel like You know, the game really needed another format with expanded kind of, and I feel like a lot of players feel the same way we do. Uh, I feel like the Pokemon company feels the same way we do about expanded format because they have kind of let it go, right? So they obviously don't care too much about it. So I feel like Gym Leader Challenge is kind of like that necessary thing. So what do we want out of Gym Leader Challenge? It's a tough question, you know. Do I think there ought to be Gym Leader Challenge regional championships? I don't think that there needs to be i think that it's just a great way to play i'm almost concerned that if pokemon you know were to make gym leader challenge regionals or whatever that it would uh yeah it, it would it would ruin the the casual fun aspect of gym leader challenge which is like my favorite one of my favorite parts about it or that it would make uh it would bring too much toxicity to the format where people are like oh that card's unplayable no you can't play that card it's not tier one you know don't don't even put that card in your deck you know like that kind of <laughs> attitude i don't want that like in gym leader challenge right because i want gym leader challenge to be more casual accep- accessible why because as a content creator my mission is to help grow the game and whereas standard can be kind of cutthroat and toxic at times, you know, very high velocity, turn two knockouts, take a third of my prize cards, you know, checkmated you on turn two or three. Gym Leader challenges, uh, I feel like the pace is different. Uh, it's more accessible for a newer player. And I feel like it's important to keep it that way so that there are different, ver- there's a different variety of, of uh, I guess, you know, uh, of formats, you know in okay. the pokemon tcg all right i got like a, another
1: question to go with that then as far as like the longevity of like gym leader challenge goes GLC goes like obviously you want it to be around for a while and the goal would be for pokemon to officially release products yes. that you know mm-hmm. have some of the older cards um but then it, does rotation ever become a question for glc um, that's something I think that if they want to keep around Expanded, they might have to, like, rotate Expanded up to Sword and Shield on and kind of restart over with a better mindset and a better idea of how they need to tackle Expanded. Like, for them to make Expanded work again, I think they'd have to rotate up to, like, Sword and Shield on maybe, like, a season from now. And there'd be, like, eight sets uh, in Expanded and kind of go back to, like, what Expanded used to be kind of in that sense. Um, but for GLC then, like, is there, like, a, not a fear, but, you know, have you ever thought about, like, you know, maybe we need to eventually rotate GLC up, you know, a block or something to like be able to keep up with
2: accessibility of the cards. Nah, <laughs> never rotate it. Nah, black and white on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it ever needs to be rotated because I think one of the, you know, one of the charming things about the format is that you're going to be using, you know, maybe you use a dynamo that's 10 years old in your deck. You don't have to use a 10 year old dynamo in your deck. You can use a dynamo that was printed this year, and it would have a negligible, you know, a very small, you know, uh, difference on your gameplay. So the difference between, you know, uh, this card and this card, you know, might be a handful of dollars. But, you know, if you're casual, then you're not going to be spending the extra money to get the old card. Now, obviously, accessibility is an issue. We've seen this with Gym Leader Challenge already uh, because. You're starting to see some like uncommon cards, you know, become $30 cards, which is (laughs) for me, that I know some players see that and they're like, oh, they dread it, right? They're like, man, they're ruining a good thing, right? For me, it's exciting. It's just exciting because it means people care, right? And as a content creator who's creating their own format, and trying to instill the love of the game and the love of custom formats in a community to see prices reflect that um, you know, on some cards. I think it's like there's maybe five cards that have like really spiked um, as a result of Gym Leader Challenge. To see that means that people care enough to spend $50 on a Roserade, right? <laughs> <laughs> or people care enough to spend uh, thirty dollars on a musharna or you know people care enough to spend thirty dollars on a gabite um, that might be eight to ten years old or something and you can't buy that you like you can't you can't just like pay your way into getting the community to care about something no amount of money can do that the pokemon company International has not created a a single prize custom format that people care about. They've tried their hand at various alternate formats, you know, over the course of uh, the time that Pokemon cards have been around, but like, you know, this is organic. It's happening naturally. And to me, that's exciting. Uh, It's the most exciting thing that could be occurring, you know, gym leader challenge and its reception by the community to me is bigger than any uh tournament success that i've had it's it's bigger than any content creation success that i've had it's it's the biggest i think uh success of my career is being able to promote and uh and share this format with the pokemon community and have them really uh love it you know and now that it's kind of out there it's just growing on its own And I just want to kind of like fade into the background and just let it take on a life of its own. And that's and I take a lot of pride in that, that it's just like I don't even have to promote it really anymore because it just promotes itself now, which is thrilling. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely cool whenever something that you had a hand in getting started has become bigger than you. And that's really what it has become. Right. You know, whenever we have people, uh, you know, players in Japan sending you messages like, hey, we're playing this format like, these are not people who are watching your YouTube videos, who are watching your streams and playing with you on stream and stuff. They, they are people who have just heard of it and realized this is a fun way to play Pokemon. And, you know, like local stores across the country and stuff, I've heard people talking about organizing GLC events and all this stuff. Um, obviously, tri- uh, Full Grip Games has hosted multiple actual tournaments with pretty sizable prize pools in them for the Gym Leader Challenge format. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely a testament to how fun of a way it is to play Pokemon cards. So if someone is watching this and they think this all sounds good and fun, uh, and they're like, all right, I'm in. Gym Leader Challenge sounds fun- where do they go? Where? How do they get started? How does someone start to build a GLC deck? Because, you know, we talked about this a little bit. You know, there's like a competitive nature to it, but it is at its core a casual format, right? So, uh, you know, it shouldn't, in theory, that that's one of the draws of it, right, is that it should be pretty easy for someone to assemble a Gym Leader Challenge deck.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. At the inception of Gym Leader Challenge... Uh, One of my big, you know, advertising points was that a Gym Leader Challenge deck will cost you less than an Elite Trainer box. That's insane, right? You could build a good Gym Leader Challenge deck for less than one of those boxes that, you know, a lot of people buy. So the fact that you could have a playable deck and what's different about Gym Leader Challenge than standard format is that you could build a standard format deck and then, you know, you sink a couple hundred dollars into it you're really proud of it and then you tune into tricky Jim or azul gg and they're like oh yeah that deck is trash bro no more (laughs) yeah that that deck is like two months old now nobody plays that card anymore right like jolteon v max people you know people (laughs) who like bought into these kind of people who bought into shadow rider and then (laughs) shadow rider (laughs) just got got terrible (laughs) right uh yeah so like you know people who bought into like leafy on Vmax during evolving skies were like yeah i love leafy on Vmax." and then you know next set comes out your leafy on your leafy on decks bad now <laughs> um that kind of thing doesn't happen in gym leader challenge right because the format evolves slower because when a new set comes out say there's a really good card in that set for your gym leader challenge deck that is one card out of 60 right so the format evolves uh more slowly than standard format does and the meta changes more slowly so you could build a gym leader challenge deck today and then you could put it in a closet and bring it back out a year from now and you would still have a good game played against somebody's gym leader challenge deck from 2023 i could almost guarantee you that because the power levels are going to be more steady uh, the power creep in the Pokemon TCG hasn't infected uh, the single prizes as much as it has uh, the multi prize Pokemon. So, getting started in Gym Leader Challenge, you're going to want to head over to gymleaderchallenge.com. It's a website that I created. It's got all of the official Gym Leader Challenge rules and starting guides. So, say you're like, you know, relatively new to the Pokemon TCG, started in Sword and Shield or you know a modern set and you're like wow okay 10 years worth of cards how can i possibly wrap my mind around that well there's guides on each type so say all you have to do is like you know say i'm interested in fire pokemon cool there's a guide on all the best fire pokemon or all the most popular fire pokemon along with example lists all on gymleaderchallenge.com you can read up on the different kinds of strategies powerful supporter cards item cards that a fire type deck might utilize and then there's the same thing for grass and water and lightning right so GymLeaderChallenge.com is these the place to go to start to get your feet uh, wet with glc format then uh, the tricky gym discord discord.gg tricky gym is kind of the main hub for gym leader challenge format where players can find other players to play against online specifically using the pokemon trading card game online Because there is no ladder for the format, right? So how does the format live online? You can either play in a limitless tournament, which have been uh, successful. Usually they get, you know, 30-ish players, 20, 30 players or so. So... Yeah, that's a great way to play against other players because you're just gonna be able to queue up using Limitless or you could join the Tricky Gym Discord and you can always ask for a match in there and the community there is really nice and really helpful. Also the Gym Leader Challenge discussion threads in the uh, Tricky Gym Discord, great place to just talk about the format, you know, introduce yourself, say you're trying to, you know, get into the format, ask questions and things like that. And the moderators and community are really helpful there as well. But that's kind of like where the format lives right now, gymleaderchallenge.com and in the Tricky Gym Discord, but it also just lives in like communities and pockets elsewhere all around the world that I have absolutely no control over. So (laughs) there's like, you know, leagues that are being hosted and stuff like that. So really you just get into it. You find some friends that are into it and you kind of just, I almost like, I feel like I don't want to have, you know, too much control over it. I want it to just take on a life of its own. You know, it's an idea. I feel like you can't own an idea I don't own Gym Leader Challenge. I don't own the idea. I make the rules for it. I own gymleaderchallenge.com. That's like a tangible, I guess. But, like, uh, but I don't own the idea. So, really, what Gym Leader Challenge is to me is it's just an idea that you and your buddies take and you go and you have a fantastic time having some drinks on a weekend night, whatever, you know, playing some Gym Leader Challenge, having some good laughs. You might play a couple of best of threes. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've been playing cards for five or six hours and it feels like, where did the time go, right? So it's that kind of format where hopefully you're just having fun, enjoying, you know, the games and uh, all that with your friends. In my mind, that's the peak way to experience the format. Okay. Would it be fair to say that maybe one of the goals for the format is once PDCG
1: Live gets sorted to have an official ladder on PTCG Live, so you can actually queue
2: up gym leader challenges, games on
1: PDCG Live
2: yes that's whenever that whenever that gets sorted out (laughs) but not on not on live though because the goal is for live to get canceled and then for (laughs) some other game to be a new client so yes the the end goal there's two (laughs) steps and step one step one is step two
1: new client with Jim leader challenge step three profit (laughs) so
2: yes, i do think that so to answer your question more fully azul yes i think that uh i don't know that gym leader challenge ever needs to be a regional format i think that i think it would be sick to have like one regional a year in gym leader challenge format i think that'd be dope right but like don't run it into the ground you know just you can let it exist as like this one kind of or a gym leader challenge special event or something i think that that would be dope right some sort of you know official you know tournament using the format I think it'd be really cool to do it as like a one-off special event every year as like kind of like a celebration of the format. It also would help to promote the format officially through the Pokemon company, which I think would be really big. So I think that that's kind of, that would be my goal, not the regional circuit, but a one-off once a year special event promoted by the Pokemon company, then an official ladder on their online game Um, so that players can enjoy the format without needing to go through these roundabout ways of finding a match. So yeah, and product to support the format so that cards getting old and inaccessible is no longer a problem, but something to be embraced because uh, because the Pokemon company can like create gym leader challenge uh, decks. Oh, and then also the final goal would be for the Pokemon company to officially acknowledge me as the, kind of creator of the format and compensate me in some way yeah get that bag somehow right yeah 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 because I want them to take control of it you know I I, I just do I want them to have it kind of I mean because I want them to adopt it officially and uh you know like I said I don't own the I don't own an idea it's, it's Pokemon's game they created the game but like It'd be dope if, you know, they hooked me up somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bought the website from you or something, right?
2: That's that's my idea, is that they keep the name Gym Leader Challenge and they buy GymLeaderChallenge.com for me. Because that way it's like, you know, it's
0: a symbolic handing of the keys, right? Sure. I mean, honestly, I don't think it's necessarily out of the realm of possibility for something like that to happen. It would be amazing if it did. Um, products got it made for the... the um, the format and all that, like at all of the internationals and regionals that they had these side events, there was little QR codes on all the tables where people could scan and enter a survey. They had this for all the side events, you know, cause they have a bunch of silly formats. Like there's like a ditto format, a team format and all this stuff that they do these side events for. Um, but they ask on the survey, you know, what side event did you participate in? You know, you click GLC. And then they would ask like, on a scale of one to five, how much did you enjoy playing this format? And I would say probably pretty much everyone who did the survey probably put a five. Uh, And then uh, one of the other questions that they asked was, would you buy products designed for this format? And the fact that they're asking that question, you know, it's at least a thought in their mind that they could feasibly do something like this, right?
2: You want to know one step cooler? Are we getting an inside scoop here? (laughs) Well, the guy who is the head of... uh, Creating products at the Pokemon Company International was playing in the Gym Leader Challenge side event at NAIC and introduced himself to me. So that was very cool. That's,
0: that's pretty that's sweet.
2: It's a good, be yeah, big step, right? And I know yeah, a lot of so. the people
0: who are on the game design team that are all like pretty involved in the community, like Puka and Mia, Amelia, Kenny, all these people, uh, they play GLC a decent amount. And I know they all have decks built for it
2: which is, I mean, that's the dream, right? So, like, people who are employed by the Pokemon Company International are, are you know, getting familiar with the format. They're learning about the format. They're excited about the format, you know. I think leading up to NAIC, you know, they were chatting me up about the format, you know, through text and stuff. Like, getting texts from the game designers being like, yo, yeah, I'm, I've been thinking about my Gym Leader Challenge deck. Like, that's happening, you know, which is that's just really exciting it's really fun you know so it uh it certainly you know the pokemon company is aware of gym leader challenge that's like yes what do they want to do with it what are they going to do with it what are their plans how do they see this format continuing to grow how do they want to incorporate it into what they're already doing oh yeah just you know i mean i don't know (laughs) (laughs) they don't talk they don't talk bro (laughs) so like we're just gonna be here we're gonna be here speculating you know but i can say that uh people who work for tpci are playing and enjoying the format that's from an outside perspective which is where i'm at that's what i can say and uh that's what's happening which is dope i mean that's like the format's only a year old so there's only room to grow from here
0: well, hopefully we awesome. get to see it grow a bit more. It has definitely been a blast to watch it thus far. I know I enjoyed it a bunch. I know Azul has played plenty of it and enjoys it as well. So, yeah, thank you, Andrew, for the work you have put into this format because it has really kind of become a life of its own, which is really, or it's gained a life of its own, which is really, uh, really, really cool to see. So if anyone listening wants to learn more about GLC, the Gym Leader Challenge format, definitely check out the website, gymleaderchallenge.com. There's a getting started guide. There's a guide to all the different types, lots to get caught up on. You should also check out Andrew's YouTube channel, twitch. or sorry, youtube.com slash Gym, and then also the twitch channel twitch.tv slash tricky gym because you play it at least once a week right and probably a couple times a week yeah. over on the twitch channel yeah,
2: yeah yeah i you know it varies when a new set drops everybody wants to see the standard decks, so sure. usually we'll grind out the standard decks a little while but then uh, i'd say on average once a week yeah we do a gym leader challenge stream where we just uh play glc all day which means that i'm just taking challenges from the from viewers because there's no ladder right (laughs) so that's that's just what we're doing like hey anybody got a deck and uh want to play so it's very
0: cool all right well we will move on from our glc discussion thank you andrew for your insight onto it and giving us a little bit of the background the history of the format and we'll move on to everyone's favorite segment of the show which is guess that flavor text where this week we're going to have our guest andrew mahone guessing the flavor text the way this works is we have picked a card which we will read the fun little bit of text in the bottom right corner the flavor text as it is called and have our guests guess what the our guest guess what the card is that we are reading from. And you do have three lifelines as well, Andrew. So we'll read the flavor text to you. If you just guess based off that, you get four points. Okay. And for each lifeline you loo- use, you lose a point. So you can use a lifeline of what set the card is from, okay. what stage the card is, and then you can also have us read an attack name. So those okay. are the three different... Lifelines you have available to you. You can use all of them. You can use none of them. Whatever you want to do. And uh, if you're ready, Azul's got the card ready to read. How for many? You.
2: How many guesses? Just one guess, right? One single yeah, guess. One guess, right? Okay. And each of you have two points currently. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Seventeen weeks. <laughs> how many in, yes. episodes have you done?
2: Seventeen. Seventeen.
0: All right. Cool. All right, someone. Someone told me that this week. Um, You know, I knew someone someone messaged me and was like, Chip, I knew Azul didn't know that much about like the lore of Pokemon outside of like (laughs) playing cards and stuff, but I expected better from you. (laughs) (laughs) And to be honest, it is disappointing. I will do better, I'm sorry. Nah, it's
2: cool, bro. I mean like You know what you know, you know, you know the stuff that maybe you were connected with as a child or whatever, but like outside of that, like I have
0: missed some pretty no obvious ones bro. to be fair. I man.
2: ain't a professor, man. Listen, the professors <laughs> know everything, okay? I'm not I'm not a co- I don't have a lab coat, bro. Like that's not me, yet, you know? So All right, just right, hit, hit us
0: with it. <clears throat> yeah. All right.
1: Uh a tale is told of a town that angered blank before the sun rose the next day, flames utterly consumed the town, leaving not a trace behind. Hardcore. Jeez.
2: Okay. So you can so, talk us
0: through like your thought process, yeah, what we're you're thinking about.
2: We're thinking it's fire type, obviously, because... All right, but let's... Uh, can you read it to me one more time, well. A tale
1: is told of a town that was angered by blank... Before the sun rose the next day, flames utterly consumed the town, leaving not a trace behind.
2: Okay. Can you or give a tale- me...
1: A tale is told of a town that angered blank. Not by blank. That angered oh, okay.
2: blank. Okay, okay. Um. So then the lifelines are stage, type, and attack name. What yeah. set
0: the card is from, what oh, stage that- the card is, and then read an attack name.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Um, so let's go. Stage, it is a stage one Pokemon. Okay, um, Mag Cargo,
0: locking it
2: in. This is going
1: in. Yeah, no, locking in. It is not my (laughs) cargo. Dang, bro. I'll give you the rest of the lifelines and then let's see if you can guess it. All right. And then also, all
0: right, all right. for anyone playing along at home, give them a chance yeah. to guess it as well.
1: Yeah. So, the set the card is from is Burning Shadows. And okay. an attack name
2: is Splash Burn. Uh, Volcanion. No, that's uh, a basic. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> it is Gyarados. Gyarados!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dang, bro. It's the venting anger
2: Gyarados. <clears throat> venting anger. Yes, I can see it in my mind. Discard pile. Why did I think it was fire? Well, I mean, the town to did fair, burn.
0: Yeah. It talks about burning, leaving a town burned. <laughs> then, okay, then flames. that's why. Then that's why yeah.
2: I thought it was fire. Okay, I'm not upset with my guess.
0: No, it was a it was a fair guess for sure, but it yeah. was wrong. So uh, <laughs> zero points to you. Andrew. All right,
2: fine, 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 fine. <laughs> See, I wanted to go one lifeline and then take the lead with a three
0: points. See, so and it would have been so sick if you had done it. I know. It just didn't I quite know. work out this time. No. <laughs> Well, thanks for playing along. We appreciate it. And uh, let us know down in the comments if you are watching along on the YouTube channel. Did you get it right? Many people love to tell us that they have far more points than Azul and I because (laughs) they have been able to guess so many more than us (laughs) because we're not very good at this. But uh, yeah, we're going to close the episode out this week by looking at some of the new cards recently revealed they will be out of Japan's um, um what, is the, what is the set called they're not they're lost or not- our set will be lost origin it's whatever their set lost equivalent abyss to be. lost abyss yes there you go um so a couple more new cards revealed we talked about giratina a couple weeks ago now we get to talk about a few more so we can get mine and Azul's thoughts as well as andrew's a little bit we'll try to get through these pretty quickly though and we'll start things off with aerodactyl V star for a fighting and two colorless its attack does lost dive 240 damage and then put the top three cards of your deck into the lost zone so a lot of damage but a pretty steep cost having to effectively mill three cards but it's not quite milling because they're just gone you don't have a way to interact with those cards ever again and then it's v star power is ancient star for a colorless energy so long as this pokemon is in play it gains an ability with the effect your opponent's Pokemon V in play have no abilities. So it kind of becomes a passive path to the peak almost, where you can have another stadium in play theoretically, um, and then as long as it doesn't get knocked out, you can lock your opponent out of using some of those powerful abilities. Azul, why don't you kind of give us your first initial thoughts on a card like this?
1: Uh, I mean, it's cool to see the continuous effect cards back i mean kind of continuous it's not quite full metal wall or like eight well we don't want it to be adp full metal wall was pretty cool though um just like kind of something like that where it's like kind of a continuous effect throughout the whole game it's not quite that because it is tied to this specific aerodactyl i'm pretty sure with how it's worded like even if you have a different aerodactyl in play once this one is ko'd then that's it like it doesn't which i guess could get like a little bit confusing if you had two of them in play you send one up attack and then you retreat you have two full hp aerodactyls
2: on your bench and you're like all right, opponent, choose which one you think has the uh, <laughs> the ability on it. Um, Yo, that's sick. What if you do a little, like, you know, hide them under your hands and a little switcheroo, you know?
0: <laughs> switch <them> <laughs> like the switching cups type of thing. Like you the, know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like three card the, the, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh uh-huh. yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you play a little mini game where it's like, guess the Aerodactyl. <laughs> you guessed wrong.
0: <laughs> the yeah, I saw someone like, uh, discussing this, and their remedy for it was just, you know, whenever someone flips their V-Star marker over, have them put the V-Star marker on the Pokemon that used the attack, which I guess is a fair remedy, but that's not like an official way to do it. You don't technically have to do it like that. You just got to keep track of yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, right. it
1: would be weird. I guess, like, the ruling would come down to if you couldn't figure out which one it is. If they both are the exact same, like, if one of them has damage on it, you should be able to figure out which one is the one with the ability, which one isn't. But if they're both the exact same, they'd be just like, all right, just pick one. That one is now the one with the ability, would be like the way they would solve it, I'm sure, in a tournament because there's no difference between them. Um, but uh, it's cool to have something like that in the game, kind of again. Like I said, we've seen it, something similar to it with the full metal wall, with the uh, alter creation from the ADP. I'd like to see more of it, to be honest, and I wouldn't mind something that's actual a continuous effect and not like a, a ability put on the Pokemon. But it's kind of like a step in that direction of like bringing something like that back because I feel like that's like I don't Pokemon just like gets rid of stuff so quickly and then like eventually brings it back but it doesn't keep stuff around like ancient traits The one i always go back to is ancient traits i wish ancient traits had been around since they were created but even stuff like the uh, a specs prism stars whatever i like those cards as well where and now we have radiance but we have these gaps where it's like we don't have these pokemon where you can only play one of them they should just keep stuff more constant i feel like they like Get rid of these mechanics or these ideas for no reason i feel like but it's cool to have why a not
2: sprinkle from. why not sprinkle them around you know yeah why not sprinkle a couple ancient traits like what what how what could it hurt you know
0: yeah definitely uh a lot of different mechanics and they i don't know i mean it's obviously because they want to keep it fresh and like you know keep changing things up because that helps sell cards which is kind of the main goal i feel like uh when it comes down to it, is, like, they want to move product. But, you know, Japan, the people who are designing these cards, they're definitely much more, um, you know, player-based-minded, I would say, than, like, the TPCI and the way that products are designed in a lot of aspects. You know, like, um, we get collection boxes, they get decks, right? Um, Yeah. You know, they... they, And to be fair, we have gotten a lot of, like, much better deck products over the last few years. The trainer's toolkits, the league battle decks and stuff like that. But it's just, like, every single new product in japan is like usually revolved around a deck of some sort right
1: yeah and they hopefully they bring more of that. and it seems like they have been bringing more of it but which is which is like you know kind of big question i guess a little bit where it's like if it is a little bit more i mean the cards are made in japan for japan's format which we are now roughly in line with not quite we're getting closer and we rotation isn't happening until sometime next year that was confirmed right so yeah. Maybe they're getting closer and closer, but even then, like, if if the, you know, the cards in Japan are being made more focused around playing the game, then I would assume that they would be fine, you know, keeping some of these mechanics around because it doesn't actually affect the product selling in Japan. And they don't, I think, care too much what happens on our end. It's just like, here are these cards. You could translate them to English and then give them to, you know, everyone else, however you want TPCI. You know, here's your cards you get to work with, right? So, mm-hmm. um I feel like they, it would be cool to start to see more stuff stick around. I think they we might eventually get there,
2: maybe.
0: Next up, we've got Galarian Purserker V with a first attack for a colorless energy. Feeling fine. You draw three <laughs> cards, and then its second attack, treasure rush for a metal and colorless. It deals 20 damage, and then 20 damage—or sorry, it just deals 20 times— each card you have in your hand. so these types of attacks have been around for forever dealing more damage for how many cards you have and i don't really think any of them have ever been that good uh, as long as you've been playing andrew can you think of a time where an attack like this was ever competitively viable
2: uh, i had to tag that competitive word on it <laughs> i was gonna say audino, <laughs> audino I, gonna is say, cool. bro, I got a gnarly audino deck
0: bro <laughs> Uh, indeed, uh, yeah. you mean Azul? it's
2: indeed yeah i got a gnarly indeedy, indeedy deck for yeah. sure yeah that uses crowbat and golbat to draw cards and then melodic to lock your hand from being disrupted uh you know competitive no but there are the tools in standard to make a fun deck with this you know for at least the next six months or so you've got metal saucer to power up your berserker uh, the Berserker also draws cards itself, which is pretty neat. And then you could use, uh, gold bat and crow from what dark battle styles, battle Darkness styles, Sibley. uh, yeah, no, you're dark. right. Ba- ba- battle. battle styles, styles, yeah. yeah. You could use those guys to help draw cards and then, uh, and then you could use scoop up nets with those. That's kind of what I was doing to, you know, because they draw cards and then you can play scoop up net. And you go one for three to like pick them up. Right. Um, into your hand to then announce a huge tech is this a good card no it is not uh because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, arceus and palkia exist. so it's just i feel it, this is a man i could i could talk all day about <laughs> you know power levels in the game right now but i think basic v attackers are pretty much power crept out of the game right now also like your coons, you know your zashi and v's Those guys just don't really stand a chance against uh, your V stars and V maxes. So
0: it's pretty wild to say as well, if you showed Zashi and V to someone who hasn't played the game in 10 years and they read the card and then you told them that it was not played, they would not believe you. You know, (laughs) well, it was
2: broken for a minute. It was. And then and then i mean that just is a testament to how severe the power creep has been in the sword and shield block it's been it's been insane when dragapult v max came out it was like the best card ever and then the next set dragapult v max was like unplayable right eternitas v max came out and then uh Eternatus v max was then unplayable because rapid strike urshifu came out right and then rapid strike urshifu v max was unplayable because Mew v max came out right and then it's just it's been one thing after the next after the next after the next they keep upping the ante and right now all basic pokemon v are pretty much terrible if they don't evolve into a v star yeah yeah they're definitely struggling for sure um all right next card to take a look
1: at supporter card uh fantina uh you may use this card only if you have 10 cards or more in the lost zone during your opponent's next turn your pokemon including pokemon you play after this card 120 does damage from your opponent's Pokemon V. Uh, So this one actually seems pretty solid. It's kind of like a... It's not a healing card, but it's like a preemptive healing card, which is sometimes better. Like, instead of playing Cheryl after your opponent maybe one-hit KOs you, you play this ahead of time, and then they can't one-hit KO you at all. But it does have that, you know, the restriction of 10 cards in the Lost Zone. But I'm excited to see how the Lost Zone ends up playing out. There's a lot of cards for that. So what do you guys think about this one?
0: I think this one's cool, and... Yeah, I mean, getting 10 cards in the Lost Zone is definitely a lot, but with all of the new cards coming out there, it's really not unfeasible to make that happen. You know, the Comfy engine is probably going to be pretty solid where you look at the top two, put one in your hand, one in the Lost Zone. Um, And then uh, I saw it was Sander retweeted a tweet of something with this card where um, the person just had a picture of two Eldegoss V with a giant cape, or a cape of oh. toughness and a double turbo energy <laughs> and then this card <laughs> so you can create a nice little infinite where if your opponent can't deal 300 damage to one hit ko your eldegoss no it's 350 damage right because of cape of toughness uh if they can't deal 350 damage you just slowly chip away and do 10 damage a turn with eldegoss v and loop through the deck
2: <laughs> yeah this card's sweet i like it a lot uh, i think that defensive strategies are Fun. Um, I really one of the only standard decks that I feel like I have genuinely enjoyed in the last couple of years has been the Lucario Melmetal deck because I liked being able to. Well, it slowed the game down, and I liked being able to like outplay my opponent by running them out of resources, right? And uh, being able to play the resource game, which is something that I feel like is, yeah, not as impactful um, nowadays in the Pokemon TCG. But I really like that, and I feel like this card pressures your opponent's resources, their ability to take knockouts, and uh, I think that that's really cool.
0: We got a new special energy, Gift Energy. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides one colorless energy. And then if the Pokemon this card is attached to is knocked out by damage from an opponent's attack, draw cards until you have seven in your hand. So it is the same effect as Lucky Egg, which is a card that is legal and standard right now. It has popped up every now and then in um one prize decks but it's never been that good it's like something you'll see every once in a while and i feel like gift energy is probably going to fill the same niche as that something that will probably be included in one prize decks that can utilize it as a single colorless energy um but that's probably about the the most that we'll see from gift energy if i'm being honest yeah i'm
1: always a huge like i always get super excited when special energy get leaked like so when i saw this when i saw a colorless special energy i was really excited it's okay I, it's really good in one prize decks but you can't really use it in one prize decks like the effect is super good in one prize decks but there's no one prize pokemon that can like actually take advantage of gift energy so i'm always excited for special energy but this one is like it feels like uh don't know, i'm trying to think it like, like a mystery, mystery energy or mysterious energy or whatever it's like it's good in blissey but like besides blissey and that's just because blissey is blissey less so to do with the energy
0: sure we've got a new sableye here from lost abyss as well Scratch for a colorless just deals 20, and then it's main attack here, lost mine. For a psychic, you use this attack only if you have 10 cards or more in the lost zone. Put 12 damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon in play in any way that you like. For just a single psychic energy. Now, getting 10 cards once again in the lost zone is quite a tall task. You will be able to do it a little easier with the cards from this set, but even still, it's you know something you're gonna be trying to aim to have done by turn two usually. Um, But from turn two on, if you can spread 12 damage counters for just one energy on a one prize Pokemon, um, are we at the point where Pokemon's HP is just too high for this much damage spread to be that strong? Or is this card pretty strong as it stands? What do you think, Andrew?
2: Yeah, man, this card's trash, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stuff's got too much HP.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon got too much HP. Now I was talking about this on stream the other day. Like if you compare the amount of damage, Halucha from Furious Fist could do to a Seismitoad EX, which was the biggest Pokemon at the time, right? Uh, 180 hit points. A Halucha could do 120 damage for one energy to a Seismitoad EX, right? Which is two-thirds of its total hit points or total hit point potential, right? Here we have an extremely conditional. Now, that Halucha's, you know, 120 damage was conditional. You had to have strong energy. You had to have uh, Fighting Stadium. You had to have Muscle Band, right? So it's a three-card combo to put on your Halucha. This uh, Pokemon, released, what, six, seven years later, right, is attempting to do 120 damage for one energy, but the requirements are much steeper. You have to put uh, a sixth of your deck into the Lost Zone. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I can spread the damage counters, but that doesn't matter when Pokemon have 280 hit points. What are you spreading the damage to? um you're gonna uh, 280 hit point i mean it's an absurd amount of hit points so i just don't feel like this number is doing enough against that amount of hp and decks are very much capable of just limiting their board to just the big dudes and not putting the little dudes into play um so yeah i mean maybe this card gets played as like a one of in in lost zone oriented decks to try and you know uh, maybe cheese out a sneaky play here and there where you knock out a couple of Sobbles or something. But outside of that, um, I do think that Pokemon just have a lot more HP than this card is capable of dealing with.
1: Yeah, it could be like a, a weird closer uh in the Garatina deck. Like you miss by a little bit, they got a big charm, whatever. Use that to KO like get through the big charm or the cape and then you know also like pick up a Sobble KO or something. But yeah. Maybe a one of in Garatina will be its yeah its, the most play it sees. Yeah that's fair.
0: Sure. I could definitely see that. Um, and then the next set of cards it's kind of just a few different cards to talk about, and I think that you're a great person to have on for talking about these cards, Andrew, because they might be fun to mess around with in Standard, but I think the potential for them really lies in the GLC format, and that's based around this Finion With its Ocean Accompaniment ability, as often as you like during your turn, you may attach a Water Energy card from your hand to one of your Pokemon that has the Swim Freely attack. So Energy Excel, pretty strong. The fact that you can do it to anywhere, it doesn't have to be on the bench like something like Frostmoth, is pretty good. But you're limited into what you can attach to. So let's look at those Pokemon that have the Swim Freely attack real quick. We've got Cedra, Swim Freely. The attack just does 10... 10- Flip a coin if heads, prevent all effects of attacks, including damage done to this Pokemon during your opponent's next turn. And then it's Hydro Shot Attack. This attack does 20 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon for each water energy attached to this Pokemon. So nice little sniping damage. You could theoretically one hit KO anything if you get enough energies on it. Um, and then Dugong is kind of the really strong one, I feel like, with its Arctic Return attack for two colorless energy. It does, of course, also have the Swim Freely attack, but Arctic Return for two colorless. 40 times shuffle any number of water energy from your Pokémon back into your deck. This attack does 40 damage for each energy shuffled in this way. GLC, Andrew, does this seem pretty solid to you for a, a water deck?
2: I actually think that these cards probably stronger in standard than they are in gym leader challenge uh gym leader challenge you i mean you have so much more time to set up your pokemon so a card like frost moth or blastoise uh blastoise from boundaries cross Frostmoth moth from sword and shield base set uh those cards don't have limitations and you could set them up as early as the second or third turn of the game which uh is just going to be a better use of your six bench spots than a card like finian who can only accelerate to one single card in your deck, right? Um, so in Gym Leader Challenge, yeah, these cards are actually not as not as powerful as some of those, uh, some of those more, you know, accessible energy accelerators. This is something that I think is really interesting with the card design, though, because this is something that they are doing now. And I think that this is something that we can kind of talk about, is that they've printed uh, they have been steadily printing um, like easier to get into play energy accelerators, but then to try and keep them from being broken, they just tell you exactly who you can I- I- accelerate the energy to. <laughs> if we look at a card like Flaffy with its Dynamotor ability, if we look at a card like uh, Frostmoth with its Ice Dance, we look at a card like um, Cherim, right, with its Spring Bloom ability. These cards are some of the stronger energy accelerating cards that have been printed, um, you know, ever. Um, Dynamotor is like very good, you know, Malamar had Psychic Recharge, very good. Uh, the fact that we've got Rain Dancers on stage one Pokemon, right? That has never happened before. Um, but we've got it in the Sword and Shield block. And Chip, how playable are they in standard format?
0: Not great. <laughs>
2: no. They are they are not playable. Uh, and the reason they're not playable is because Standard is one of the fastest, most volatile formats that it's ever been. So, you know, even though we have a, a stage one energy accelerator, they're not good enough. Because it's just like you have to evolve, right? So evolving is kind of like cringe in Standard. It's like you're telling me <laughs> I have to evolve something that's not a drizzle. Like, what is this? So, or not a Bieber You know, what the heck? <laughs> uh, so... So now, what we have, right, is we have Soul Rock, right? Soul Rock is Dynamotor to anywhere, but it's a basic, but you can only Dynamotor to one thing, right? right? And now we have Finian. Finian can Rain Dance to anywhere, right? Which is broken, but you can only Rain Dance to these two cards, right? So it feels like, in a way, they're kind of like cheapening these abilities, but they're making them easier to get into play. So more viable. They just kind of gave you the Soul Rock Lunatone deck, right? They're like, here's the deck. There's no question about who you're accelerating to. It's these guys, you know, go get them. And then here we have the Finian, and it's like, all right, here's the Finian deck. I know, you know, Frostmoth, eh, not really standard playable, but maybe Finian. You know, you could accelerate to your Dugong or your Seedra, and that's kind of all you get. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting to see, um, to see the the. You know, the card design go this way. But it is, you know, I can't help but think that it's just because the stage one component, the stage one partners of these, right? Your frost moths, your cherums, your dynamotor, right? Those guys just aren't playable in standard. You know? So then now we have basic versions.
0: <laughs> so Sure. Yeah, no, Is definitely... there any
2: go
1: ahead. A question I had about these ones. Is there any other swim freely Pokemon or is this a new attack with these? because that's it's what new. i thought initially. is there like if because if there's enough oh, it's new so there's no i read
2: it i instantly you know looked up swim freely i was like cool what old combos are
0: there none yeah, it's... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right all right yeah yeah nothing yet and that doesn't mean that something else in the future can't come out that is good with it um There is an old Kingdra that does 40 more damage for each water energy you have on it, so that's like an unlimited damage cap. Potentially, you accelerate to the Seedra, evolve the Kingdra, boom. Then you're doing a bunch of damage, but we're talking about needing a lot of energies (laughs) in order to hit for for big numbers, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, You know, maybe we will be better in standard than GLC. We'll see uh, how it plays out. We got, uh, I want to kind of wrap this up here because we're going a little long but a couple more cards to mention i'll just skip a few here to the palo sand from lost abyss it's got the sand pit tomb attack for one fighting energy this attack does 30 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon. So, nice little spread attack for just one energy. It does have 140 hit points. Fighting is probably one of, if not the weakest type right now in Gym Leader Challenge. Hey,
2: Chip, you had to do the fighting type. I mean, do, leader- you <laughs> do you disagree? Do oh, you disagree? I think that all Gym Leader Challenge decks are good and special in their own way.
0: Sure, but... <laughs> yeah would you not consider fighting? I mean, you're talking about maybe...
2: ranking them, you know. Why do you need to put labels on them like that, man?
0: <laughs> okay, Listen, so ignoring fighting that. Fighting is a type that has some...
2: It has a wish list, all right? Fighting's a type that has maybe a, a wish list. Okay. Is this one yeah. powerful enough to, you
1: know, Is this cover any of its wishes or not quite? Because I feel like the most powerful decks usually have, like, like Water has been one of the strongest GLC types. They got the Mana Fee now psychic scott Mew is spread even something that's like a, a viable strategy
2: in in glc consistently like can this help fighting out enough spread is definitely viable uh spread is not fighting's forte no. you know yeah uh you know fighting is all about having like a really big guy you know and doing a lot of damage that's usually fighting's thing so the palisans yeah, it's not really fulfilling any of the roles that I think, you know, are looking to be fulfilled. I'm actually more interested in, like, the Stonejourner, uh, I think, for fighting-type Gym Leader Challenge decks. I think that Stone Stonejourner is pretty
0: cool. And speaking of which, that's the next card to talk about here. It's got a colorless attack, power, stone. Attach up to two fighting energy from your hand to your Pokémon in play in any way that you like. And then it's second attack for a fighting and three colorless lost shoot, 120 damage put the top card of your opponent's deck into the lost zone. So, you know, that can be definitely really annoying to deal with in a singleton format where every single card in your deck is a one of and your opponent's just putting, you know, your main attacker maybe into the lost zone. You can't even rescue stretcher to get it back. It's just gone. Um, And then also the energy acceleration is probably one of the things that fighting is missing the most right now. So you can get that a little bit through the power stone attack.
2: Yeah, I really like this card. He's huge. I mean, so that fulfills one of the things that fighting guys really like is to just have huge guys, right? So on the first turn of the game, you can put a Stone Jurner into play. It's got 140 natural hit points with a Fighting Fury belt. That could be 180 hit points on a basic Pokemon with a Cape of Toughness. That could be 190 hit points on a basic Pokemon, which is now we're talking like some of the biggest Pokemon in gym leader challenge format, you know, stonejourner could be that big. And, uh, you know, it could even wear the buff padding, right? Buff padding, uh, if a Pokemon <laughs> has retreat cost of exactly four plus 50 hit points. So multiple ways to give this thing, 190 HP, you could put the stone fighting energy on it. That's minus 20 damage from attacks. And, uh, you know, it's strong energy compatible. So that 120 could be a 140, which means that you are taking some pretty relevant knockouts. And again, yeah, like you said, shipping off the top card of your opponent's deck to the loss zone in gym leader challenge, that could be devastating. So I like it. It's a one energy energy accelerator as well. If you get it into the active spot on the first turn of the game, you can start beefing up your other attackers, and it's not likely to go down very easily since it has 140 hit points. So it uh, is weak to grass, gets... which
0: is probably a main downside to the card. It does have a lot of upsides, oh, yeah. obviously, but like grass is a pretty powerful type right now. Uh, so it, go, it will go down in that matchup specifically, but, you know, just in general, solid energy accelerator for sure. Yeah. And then um, uh, one more card to mention. I wasn't even going to mention this card, but before we started recording, Azul was like, oh yeah, I think this card's cool. And I was like, really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't even going to talk about it. <laughs> and that is Galarian Stunfisk from lost abyss with the field trap attack for a metal energy it deals 20 damage and then if your opponent has a stadium in play you discard that stadium if you discarded a stadium in this way discard two energy from your opponent's active pokemon when i see something like this it's just got way too many like something that relies on my opponent having a type of card in play <laughs> usually to me <laughs> that means it's just not ever going to be that good but azul seems to, to talk to us Azul. Why, why do you think this card could be uh, could be decent
1: I just thought it was kind of cool because it it just it works with Path to the Peak very well. If you if you're playing a deck that plays Metalogy and you don't like Path to the Peak, you get rid of it. If you play Path to the Peak, also your opponent probably wants to replace your Stadium, so you could have this as a backup to that as well. It just got a at least has a cool, interesting attack, which a lot of Pokemon cards on average just lack having something cool and interesting. Um, So that's basically it. Because like actually, one card I did want to bring up is like. Maybe the worst card ever printed was the Dawn Fan. So I did want to bring up the Dawn Fan (laughs) real fast just because of how absurdly awful the card is.
2: Um, (laughs) So when you compare it to something like Dawn Fan. That card is playable in Gym Leader Challenge, though. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It (laughs) is playable. It's not as good as the one from Vivid Voltage, probably, but it is playable.
1: Yeah, so like when does you compare it to something like this Dawn Fan? I'll read the Dawn Fan in a second. Like just something like the you know more <laughs> stuff like the Sunfisk is just cool. Like that's actually like a you could come up with enough scenarios in a meta game where like that attack would be worth you know including the Sunfisk, right? So right. Um, but uh, the Dawn Fan on the other hand, Stage One Overspin. If this Pokemon evolved this turn, this attack does nothing. That's for a Fighting for one ten, and then the second attack is Fighting, 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 colorless for hundred and seventy damage. So you, when you evolve, you just can't attack. With the overspin in GLC though, yeah, they're definitely, it could be. Uh, what does the other Don fan do? I forget what the it other Don fan does. It just does 120
0: for an energy, which is like pretty strong. Oh, okay. And yeah. it spreads and 20 in to all your guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Right. That one, that one, that one. Yeah. So I don't know. When I read this card, I was like, this is one of the worst cards I think I have <laughs> ever seen, as far as like standard goes for sure. Like, I was like, this is just so abysmally awful. There's no like redeeming quality to this Don fan at all. Um, and i'm sure there's a lot of other cars that are very very bad but it was just like it was so awful that yeah when i read it for the first time on uh
0: <laughs> it offended you yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually though <laughs> also this guy's pretty uh pretty derpy looking as well Yeah, bro, <laughs> running is through sick. the field with his mouth open his ears yeah, flapping oh so sick bro <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't even going to bring this one up, but yeah, (laughs) I wanted to throw out how just awful this card is. So bad. Well, I think that is going to do it as far as the new cards go. And as far as our episode goes, I got to give a big thanks to Andrew for coming on and joining us. We wanted to do uh, some kind of, you know, off the, you know, in this time between the world championships and North American international championships, wanted to feature some other things going on in the game in the community. So, uh, gym leader challenge is definitely a big thing happening. So we were happy to have Andrew on and, uh, Andrew, if you want to do any plugs, anything like that, where people can find you online, where they can learn more about GLC, if they haven't heard it enough throughout, uh, why don't you just, uh, let people know where they can find you.
2: Yo, thank you guys so much for having me on the episode. I really appreciate it. It was awesome getting to catch up with you guys and talk about Pokemon Cards. And thank you to everybody listening. If you want to check out my content, I stream every weekday starting at about 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash Tricky Jim. I'm also Tricky Jim on YouTube and enjoyfriend, E-N-J-O-I friend on Twitter.
0: You appreciated a bunch, Andrew. You can also... Follow myself and Azul on Twitter and all our social medias. Myself at Azul at Azul underscore GG. And also follow us over on the podcast Twitter at Uncommon underscore Energy.
1: Yep, thanks a bunch. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment. Like, subscribe as always. Appreciate the support. And we'll catch you all next week, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern. Tuesdays. Tuesdays.